applied for many, many jobs online mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Um, and that's basically what I did all day. I, and then I walked here. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so fucking lazy lately. I've been the laziest person of life. Yeah. Like I cannot make myself work out more yeah. than once a week, like going to a gym and then I count physical therapy as another workout. So yeah. I'm basically not working out. Yeah. I gave, I give up on the gym. I can't. I, can't I don't know make. what came over me, but it's just yeah. like, I can't. I'm just like, this is tor- like, I have no motivation to do it. Because life, daily life is torture already. <laughs> <laughs> just getting through that is like, I started buying like sweet, sugary breakfast things mm-hmm. to help me get like, have some reason get to get out, out of bed. bed. <laughs> That'll like a do little it. A bowl of Lucky Charms will help me. Yeah. Be like, okay. That's something to look forward to in the morning rather than a reward. Yeah. Rather than like torture <laughs> and protein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to your favorite depressive diva, <laughs> Graydon Shepard. Hey, oh, I thought you were going to say you. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> and too also, depressive. you're listening to Babe, my podcast. And Graydon has his own podcast now. I do. The Criterionaut podcast. Yeah. And it's a must listen. It is a must listen. And I thank all of the readers who have already reached out and supported. And there are a lot of reader naughties out there. I call my listeners the naughties. Mm -hmm. They Um, are naughty. And it's going so well so far. And I'm having so much fun doing it. The most recent episode was Martha Kelly from Baskets. A huge Uh, get. Yeah. Yeah. And I went over to her house and she was amazing and our like nervous energies intertwined. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up my water glass at one point and my hand was shaking. No. <laughs> so but then I like I clocked it and and I and she was like yeah, I had a mental breakdown before you came over. I threw my vacuum cleaner at the wall. <laughs> so she's also a babe, which is She's so on funny. the level. Yeah, she's on the level. The anxiety level. Yeah. Yeah. Of teetering on the brink of sanity. Yeah. With every passing hour. (laughs) (laughs) Tick, 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 tock. Tick, yeah. Um, Someone commented after you did your like month long stint on Babe, they were like, we got, everyone was like really positive. And then I saw one person be like, man, those were kind of some depressing episodes. Like, Life, you know what? Life is depressing sometimes. Yeah, well, I feel like Babe is the place to laugh it out. Yeah, and just like get it out of your system yeah. or re-inject it into your system. Yeah. You don't, we have to keep it real. <sighs> I'd like the reality to stop. I'd like it to... <laughs> I'd like fantasy to kick in, to be honest. <laughs> just live in a dream state. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, full disclosure, like slammed like 40 milligrams of Adderall today to try and like get a writing deadline done, which I didn't meet. And (laughs) I'm feeling intense about that. (laughs) It's okay. We just had some CBD. You'll calm down. Yeah. Now I'm just like medicating to bring myself down off the ledge. (laughs) And then also like... I was wondering why you were smiling so much. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, hey, how are you? Come on in. Oh my God. It's been so long. Do you want some water? (laughs) Anyways, I like washed my face, like tried to just like clean up my act before you came over. Yeah. Because it was like... You're feeling self-conscious. Well, yeah. And it was a day where a shower escaped the realm of possibilities of oh, what I, I was could do. Say you so like fresh. Yeah, I tried. It's all it's all a front. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke and mirrors. Hey, Rotting whoa. inside. <laughs> why do why do girls wear makeup and perfume? Why? Because they're ugly and they stink. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like about you is you're misogynistic in all the right ways. Yeah, I hate women so much I don't even want to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen (laughs) aren't you glad you're here yeah yeah i'm like having a really difficult time meeting any sort of writing deadlines for my book proposal that i'm working on yeah and i feel i don't know whether the approach is like to talk about it more so that it's like in the like so that it's just like at the front of mind and like a something that i'm verbally committing to do therefore it like gets done yeah or if it's like just bottle it all up and stop talking about it and actually just fucking do it yeah it's that thing of like when you have an idea for something and then you tell somebody 
And it's like, well, I basically did it because yeah, I told someone. It's done so now. then, yeah. 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 That's hard. Mm-hmm. When's, what's your deadline? Well, it was today. Yeah. yeah. But what was it for? Um, I'm just writing like a history of the like kind of cult program that my therapeutic boarding school I went to in high school was based off of. Okay. So it's been a lot of research, which has been fun. And I like have bought like old issues of like Life magazine to because it was written about in there and like buying books and just trying to read online. But it's just one of those things like I'm a really slow writer. It takes me forever to do anything. Yeah. So really, I would need like crystal meth and like four days of like a crystal meth binge to do the work that needs to be done probably i feel like crystal meth will just take you off the path of getting work done i feel like it just makes you feel so good that you just feel like you don't need to do work yeah you just want to party and like get fucked (laughs) wreck your rectum yeah just stretch it out see how see how much it can take Uh, just to see snap your hoop yeah you're just like curious about all sorts of things oh yeah yeah i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So yeah, that's where I'm at. And like, I'm going to have to ask for a grace period. I don't know. But it's like deadlines it's a dead for yourself yeah deadlines with, like, between myself and my book agent yeah 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 i feel like that's very common yeah to miss a deadline as a writer i think that's like every trope in every movie is like you're late with your pages mm-hmm. <laughs> my life is a series of being perpetually late with any sort of pages oh that's so hot <laughs> is it good i my hope late that fetish? it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah your fetish is late play yeah <laughs> That's just like my fetish. Notice what? here, I, I always hear at exactly 5.30, Yeah, you get here exactly when you say yeah. you're going to. Yeah. I think it was 5.30 when you arrived and it hit 5.30 and I was like, where is he? <laughs> <laughs> Orgasming in a ditch. <laughs> yeah. I like to push people's limits with my own form of like late play, but it's really like a BDSM. You show up. Yeah, you're a late play top. Mm-hmm. You show up to the movie at the arc light like right after the previews start playing yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> a walk-in i love like the rush that i get when i walk in and it's just the previews and not the actual movie i'm just like in the courtyard <laughs> circling around like, where is she where is she <laughs> i know and something i really should work on or become more cognizant of is like how that affects other people but then I don't know. It's hard no, when you're, you're just a like selfish late. cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I had a professor at school who like railed against lateness and he was like, it's so disrespectful. And he just like, he was a director and he just, I don't know. And so I kind of took some of that to heart, mm-hmm. but I don't know, whatever. Let's I know. See. Like, I feel like in LA people don't take time seriously. Yeah. Like deadlines or the time consideration of others, like getting back to them in a great and efficient, manner. quick manner. Yeah. Um, I feel like even when you have like a meeting or something, it's not that big of a deal if you're like five minutes late. No. Whereas like in New York, it is a bigger deal Yeah. or anywhere else where people don't live in like a true fantasy world of their own making. It's the cliche of the West coast being like more yeah. chill. Just like, Whatever. Peace out. Yeah. 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 Well, anyways. Let's <laughs> spend time talk. <laughs> <laughs> this wraps up that segment. Time talk with Laura and Graydon. What time is it where you are? Oh, God. That should be the lead in to time talk. Do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? <laughs> what are we thinking about talking about today? I wrote in my notes, nothing is good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> back on the depressing track. Yeah, like maybe it's like has to do with the deadlines or like I feel like I've pushed my life to a point where I have no choice but to like work on this project that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So now anything I try and do to distract myself from that is like it's not giving me the same hit of like dopamine that it used to. Like the project is rewarding enough in itself. Yeah. Or the project, while maybe not rewarding in the moment, will be so worth the reward that it then does become somewhat rewarding in the moment. Yeah. Whereas like looking at the Daily Mail for like five hours (laughs) straight is like no longer enjoyable. Yeah. I felt the same way about like I used to spend a ton of time on Reddit and recently I've been like, oh, this place is so boring. It's become Facebook too. Yeah. Everything, I don't know, nothing thrills me anymore like it used to. Like when I first started going on Reddit, it was like, thank God there are funny people out there. And now it's just the same lame comments. Yeah, that's how I feel about the Daily Mail. I'm just yeah. like, it's all Kardashian adjacent news. Yeah. And like, just like nothing is exciting on there. Are we edgelords now? Do we need mm, like really edgy content? I don't even know what I need. I thought like, the Caroline Calloway saga would give me enough, but now that's even kind of depressing me. Yeah. So you, you listened to that thing, the live show. Mm-hmm. Cause I listened to the teaser of the red scare live show with her. I didn't get the full content, but what did she, cause Caroline was like teasing that I have this major bombshell to drop. Was it that Natalie was a virgin? Was that what she had to say? No, it was um, that Natalie like came from a background of like, more privileged than caroline did oh (laughs) wow i'm like you don't say (laughs) really i thought this was like underserved minorities the whole thing was about (laughs) yeah uh it wasn't like super revealing yeah it was just like i don't know it just like further perpetuated the drama well it's, it's like becoming youtuber drama now it's not even like good drama it's just if they feel like it feels like they're drumming it up to get more money out of some deals or something yeah and i think that there is like cognizance of like that dynamic for sure yeah or and like that is being played but i don't think that they're like they've been like in cahoots the entire time i mean caroline's like documented the whole thing on her own instagram where she's basically like we talked one time to like get on the same page about like what was going to happen when negotiating the rights for the cut article. Yeah. But then I don't even know if Carolyn knew because then someone announced in the middle of that show that Natalie got a million dollars from Ryan Murphy, (laughs) (laughs) which also like contributed to my overall like malaise. Yeah. Everything fucking sucks. Yeah. Wait, from Ryan Murphy? Yeah, or it's like a deal with, like, I guess, Ryan Murphy and Netflix to develop it into God knows what (sighs) that I will be watching. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, And then didn't everybody start chanting fuck you at her or something like that? (laughs) 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 Everyone chanted like fuck Natalie and then she got mad that like people were like getting mad at natalie right but it was also it was just like a wild listen because i feel like nothing was really getting accomplished like Mm. the crowd was crazy caroline wasn't answering a lot of questions very directly yeah i think even the girls were getting like a little frustrated with like how like disorganized it was going yeah it was like kind of beautiful chaos yeah i like the relationship between the like caroline and her audience it's so like fraught and <laughs> just like do people like her or not and either way they're just they seem to be just entertained i didn't even read the carter cut article to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> i love that i'm just uh, here for the drama mm-hmm. you're yeah. just here for the like are you getting where are you getting the drama though i like it pops up online and i something popped up like a tweet somebody live tweeted it Mm. and like she gave him she noticed him tweeting and gave him shit about it or something and then responded to his tweets and so it's just interesting to me how involved in the media the the people who are making the drama are you know what i mean yeah it's not like they're the subject and then 
people are authoring things about them, they're also authoring the things that people are authoring about them. It's really like Inception-y, Ouroboros-y. Yeah. It's like an animal eating its tail. Yeah, exactly. Or a snake eating its tail. Yeah. Also, I'm like butthurt because I messaged Caroline to be on the podcast and I got no response. So then I was just like, what is life? Yeah. And had you messaged before? No. Yeah. (laughs) No, we didn't. We've never had any sort of correspondence other (laughs) than just like ignoring you psychically. Yeah. But I have a side. I'm just like, has she seen these? And you know, when you go into your DMs and you just look, but you don't necessarily have to accept the message. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm like, is she doing that to me? Like, why? But then I go, then I went into like more desperation mode where I just followed it up with more messages. And then I was like, Shane Holmes, why the fuck did you do that? (laughs) And then now I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, like it really Uh, threw me. My own desperation sunk me like the fucking Titanic. (laughs) But it's cool. Um, To be on babe or to be on sup? To be on babe. Yeah. I don't think she watches reality television. Okay which is wild. I don't even know anything about her. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, who are we talking yeah. about? We can move um, on. All right. You said there's a woman who's eating babies. <laughs> what, is, what is it? So there's this clip. I think it was yesterday. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was... <laughs> <laughs> um, she was doing a town hall or like meeting people and somebody got up and was like the world is ending like we don't have any time we have to start eating our babies we have to eat the babies and it was people think maybe she was trolling but i think that's a mentally ill person person but then there's like now stuff online that's like um she was sent by a republican pack to like to like Troll. for a takedown yeah to like because then aoc couldn't respond by being like you're crazy obviously mm-hmm. um and you know not to call somebody crazy but she did it's like a it's like when people say like you if you're a socialist you'll end up eating rats and then like i think it's like a way for people are speculating that republicans sent this woman to troll so that like alexander couldn't even like respond wow properly and say like we're not gonna have to eat our babies which she didn't say <laughs> and what did so she then say? republicans will be like she didn't deny it she wants us to eat our babies she just said we always have we have more time we're never out of hope like kind of just like trying to spin it into a positive thing yeah and and obviously not make light of this woman's mental illness if she has mental illness um and yeah so it was just a, it's a very dramatic clip and it's oh my god that it's like darked me out just even hearing it <laughs> i'm darked out by the thought of like people be in organizations being so calculated as yeah. to like put a mole into a situation that they know would like manipulate or like it's like a a game of chess right where it's like they're thinking 12 steps into the future via this person i don't know yeah they're being very cunning if that's the case who knows for sure but just when you actually hear about actual conspiracies and things that people i've become a truther you're a truther now (laughs) what else are you truthing about lately (sighs) the earth is round (laughs) (laughs) no but the part like it's pretty common for people who have wild opinions to show up at these public forums yeah my friend worked at this place called the 519 in toronto or he worked for the government and he went to a town hall at the 519 in toronto which is like a lgbtq center um and has great resources and it's right next to a park and somebody came to the town hall and was like, we want the government to quit trimming the bushes. We're having a hard time fucking in there. Now everybody can see us having sex in the bushes. <laughs> and it's like, well, you're not supposed to. I mean, that's yeah. not what those, the parks are for. So I think it's. So we do need to trim the bushes. Yeah. But yeah, maybe exactly. you can find somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the best way to handle it is. I think in the moment you just have to address directly. Yeah. And, like, not get caught up in any sort of, like, scandal thing. Yeah. Must be so hard to deal with that. And, like, look at whoever it is that's being, like, wild to you right in the face. And then just, like, calmly diffuse with the energy. (laughs) And then move on. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. So that was the eating baby story. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i darked you out i'm really darked out it's a combination of like adderall coming down, yeah. and then like a baby eating story yeah. mixed with like conspiracy I mean, theories i don't disagree we should be eating babies we should <laughs> people need to stop having babies we're we're the ones killing the earth yeah that's a weird thing to think about is like bringing a life into this world it's psychotic <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong <laughs> are you anti-baby now yeah i don't want kids mm-hmm. yeah but i mean i i'm cool with like have one to replace yourself two and two per family yeah <laughs> like a two per family rule and all of my siblings they each have two kids and i won't have any so yeah i don't know like where kids fall after getting a dog it's like Kind of just like that problem solved itself for a while. Yeah. Felt a need, filled a, a need. Yeah. There was an article on the cut recently that was like, why do I feel like this pull? Why is like the biological clock pull happening now? Like, is it hormonal? Like, what's the deal? Yeah. And this woman, the writer was like about my age, mid thirties and being like, compelled to procreate or feeling like i want to have a baby like how am i going to do this yeah and then looked into it and realized it's not has nothing to do with your hormones it truly is like just something that happens it might be just like related to thoughts of mortality Uh, and like the fact that you have like a very clear cutoff point for your actual biological ability to have children yeah so that this thought is like in your head and just like happens turn to actions they well yeah but it's not like something being released Mm -hmm. it's not like your eggs going crazy it's just no it's it's just just like it is just like psychological real but psychologically driven yeah yeah and like which makes it scarier because then you're real it's not you can't just like blame your weird like brain chemistry or like hormones. Yeah. It's like you actually have to consider if you're going to make a choice to like create a life or be like, I'm not going to do this and I'm going to be cool with it. There's like, were you feeling that before you got Tony more? Yeah. I've been feeling it. I think growing over the past couple years, like it didn't come, it was not a thing that would happen until I think like a couple years ago yeah. and then it would be like seeing babies or seeing children and being like, Oh my God, like I want that. Or like thinking about babies or children and being like, that would be really nice. And then I was like really high one night watching that Michael <laughs> Jackson documentary. <laughs> and you're like, yes, I'm having children. <laughs> no, that was, I was like, Oh my God. Like I was like crying. And then I was like, I want a baby because it's like, I think all the, like the horrors that were presented in that situation and like the, these watching, seeing these children who like weren't protected and it made me want to have a child so I can like protect it. Yeah. And that was like the first time that I really allowed myself to be like, I want to have a child. But then I was like, I was also just like, you know, I'm, financially solvent right now yeah and like for the foreseeable future if i keep doing what needs to be done um so i don't have to like put any sort of time frame on myself and if i want to have a baby really badly there's a lot of ways to do that yeah and then you can just like make it happen somehow yeah and they always say or you always hear that like there's never a good time to have a baby. Yeah, like, like you'll just figure, do it. At, figure it out and you'll reprioritize and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I can't imagine reprioritizing anything over myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like just. Re- it's like uh, you're just your whole life just changes. Yeah. Well, and I'm. Yeah. I want to be able to be successful so that I can be good to other people too. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if you don't, 
they say, yeah, go ahead and have a kid. But what happens if you don't have a job, if you can't find a job by the time you have a kid anywhere? And then you're like, okay, I'm now yeah. despondent and, or what am I not despondent? Destitute. Destitute. And like have to give this kid cheese slices mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of breast milk because I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> just melted crab singles yeah. on my hobo you're fire. You're melting it and like just string kind of yeah, feeding it into their up. mouth or baby burning yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't see there being like, when does even menopause happen? Fifties? Fifties. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of the things I think I've just decided right for now that Tony fills that void in like the perfect way has really eliminated any other thoughts of being like, but I want more like this dog. It's not enough. And like, if something, if it's meant to happen, like before it becomes like biologically impossible for me to reproduce, then that's how it is. And we'll reevaluate. Yeah. But who knows? Uh, Well, the other thing is that if you, I guess like, for me, work is meaning right now. Like, yeah, my whole and that too. Identity rests on work, and it, if you have a kid, then that shifts, and the pressure is a little bit off in a way of like having to have an amazing, perfect career. Yeah, you uh, just have to be like good enough uh, to make sure that their lives are yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, and so it's both selfless and selfish in a way because then you just like get to not have to worry about it about yourself i don't mm-hmm. know yeah that's true yeah and i think that just naturally happens yeah to many people as soon as i met that little baby <laughs> as soon as i saw him i knew i just my whole world changed yeah and i just am like i don't know i'm not ready for that either no so it might just be something that like like a thing that passes me by i don't know and it's like i don't i can't see into the future so i'm like what if i really regret this someday but what was i gonna do go out and get like knocked up by some random right now (laughs) 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 just go try and find like the hottest dude to like fuck me right when i'm ovulating Uh and just like keep doing it until i find someone to impregnate me (laughs) You could try. That's not, I mean, that was like the cheapest way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But you could also approach it like David Letterman, who didn't have a kid till he was like 60. I know, but he's a man and it's different but for that's y'all. What I mean, you could be like a man and just like, it doesn't have to be your own kid necessarily. You could adopt later. Yeah. Maybe I'll be. Or surrogate or whatever. Surrogate seems fun, but you have to like harvest eggs to do that. Yeah. So that's another thing. Yeah. It's just a lot of things to think about. Maybe I'll have like a really young lover. Mm-hmm. And then his sperm just wakes up your eggs when even if I, you're 60. Yeah. Like when I'm like in my 40s, yeah. we can like harvest whatever eggs and then he can be like the young parent or whatever. And then I don't actually like that as I'm saying that. I'm okay. like, I don't like this you're at all. Taking that back. Yeah. Taking it right back. Did. Didn't, Tilda Swinton have a baby older? I feel like there's some Maybe. actress who's like had a baby. Brigitte in her Nielsen 40s. had a baby. Brigitte Nielsen, that's who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Brigitte, you know, that woman who looks like Tilda Swinton. That amazing um. Tilda Swinton esque <laughs> beauty. In every way. I love her baby journey. Yeah. Isn't she in her 50s? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I think the baby was like totally healthy and yeah. fine. A woman in India, I feel like every year a woman in India is having a baby and when she's like 70. <laughs> well, when you got a billion people, there's bound to be the chance. <laughs> yeah, that. that's true. Wow. Have you ever seen a breech birth? No. We had like a medical dictionary in my house when I was growing up and breech birth is when they come out butt first or, oh, or feet first. Yeah. But the picture in the medical book was like, the, the kids' feet were on the on the on the table, and, no. and, and its body was only halfway out of the vagina, and it looked like it was like crawling back in. Oh my god! Like crab walking back in? No, no. So or it's crawling like, face like it was forward. Like, it's, 
So this is the vagina here in uh-huh. front of my face. And then it's like <laughs> legs were on the table like this. And it looked like it was like oh my God. pushing into the vagina. <laughs> That's just confusing. It was, yeah. Because yeah. all those books were really confusing. We had one like that that was like the miracle of childbirth or whatever. Yeah. There was like lots of photos and... I would just stare at it. <laughs> but it then get that big. Yeah. I didn't know that that I didn't realize like your vagina and your butt were two different things. So um, I just thought all these babies were coming out of your butt. Yeah. I was like, that's the only hole I know of down there <laughs> that like could potentially do that. Brew baby. Yeah. It took me a really long time to figure out oh, some man. like real anatomy things. <laughs> <laughs> A little poo baby. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I just see, I wish like one of my siblings would just have a baby. Yeah, you have no nieces or nephews. I know. And it would really take a lot of any sort of pressure off of me or feeling like, but I feel like I don't even know if any of them are going to do it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's not just because you're the oldest that they haven't had them. It's like, have, do your parents pressure you? No, I think my mom is more like pressures me about like meeting a guy and like trying to get married or something or be in a relationship. Yeah. But hasn't really mentioned like a baby thing. The other thing about having a kid is like, do you want to be responsible for bringing somebody into the world and like having to go through all of the horrible <laughs> pain of being alive. <laughs> like not even just this world, even if everything got way better, life is hard, man. Yeah. Just like an existential yeah. pain yeah. of life. Especially for me who don't believe in heaven. It's just like, yeah. When you have nothing to believe in yeah. <laughs> life becomes acutely That's meaningless. That's what I would teach my children. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, there's nothing. Nothing. This is it. Life will get worse. And worse. And worse and worse. It'll it'll hurt to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) It'll hurt to sleep. (laughs) The only thing that felt good (laughs) now is hard to do. (sighs) Yeah. What does it mean when everything's hard? Does that mean you're just supposed to do something else? Maybe that is. I don't know. It's funny. Like, I always... Like, maybe you're not meant to be sleeping right now. Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like, I think I just had confidence that everything would work out always. And that's been shaken in the past year or two. Yeah. In a major way. And like, I just was like, not that everything was easy. It's just that mm, the payoff for the work that I put into things was equal or better. And now it's like the work that I put into things, there's the payoff is very low (laughs) at the moment. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's like, Oh my God, how do you, how do you get back to that place? And can you ever get back to that place where work reward works out? I, that's like very real. I feel like I've been there. It was just like happening a couple years before. I feel like I'm in the place that you were in a couple of years ago and I'm doing the exact same thing. I've like, entered the on. house of Shane Halls. You're, you're my, po- you're my pod mom. <laughs> I'm going to start my own network and t- overthrow you. <laughs> I <Okay>. love that. <laughs> you come up and destroy me. Yeah. Yeah. Take you down. That's very all about Eve of you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know anything about podcasting. Meanwhile, Tell I buy the exact again? same setup as you. Yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna have ed on my podcast (laughs) (laughs) you guys start your own like weekly spinoff one oh god i love that yeah yeah i don't i feel i hope that i know you'll get out of it because i know that you're resourceful and like smart yeah and have something to say which many people aren't but i feel like 
I don't know. I'm not jealous of it. I still even, I still even like slip back into moments where I get really freaked out about everything that I'm doing now, where it's like, what's the longevity of this? Like, what's the plan? Yeah. Someone wrote a comment on one of the pods that was like, this is great that Lara's having fun, but it's going to be hard when she's 40 and like, she gets it. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh my god! And then I was why like, was it? Why would it be hard? Hmm? Why would it be hard when you're forty? She was like, "I it's gonna be wild, like when she's forty and has to get a real job." And I was like, "This is my job." Yeah, you're doing extremely well at this. But like, I'm also, I don't know. Doesn't it feel like the older you get, like the less opportunities there are? Yeah, and maybe I think, that's just like ageism. No, but I think that's the thing too. I think when you're younger, you just feel like okay. Well, everything it's truly the world is your oyster and it's like everything is possible and then as you get older you're like i can't do i can't go back to school again yeah is one thing like last time this kind of crisis happened in my life i went to film school Mm -hmm. and then this time it's just like i have no idea what to do i have no idea where to i'm like i need a life daddy (laughs) yeah life coach daddy who tell just says like get up go to this place (laughs) go to work and just tells me what to do um that like cracks the whip yeah well i'm cracking the whip on myself pretty hard Mm -hmm. but but i'm also a little bit rudderless i'm just like putting a lot of work into a lot of different things but i think that i also like i feel good emotionally actually because i i um left all of my commercial reps so i'm not making commercials anymore mm-hmm. which has actually been really good for my soul yeah even though i hadn't been working very much it's just like the that looming over me was like you didn't want to do was, it anymore no i never wanted to be a commercial director to begin with and the promise was that i was going to make a lot of money doing it and i made good money but also it just wasn't consistent and i need consistency in my life um Anyway, this is the Graydon show. <laughs> no, but now you're, you really are like repeating what I went through. Cause yeah. I think on the day where I had like a total nervous breakdown about like money and finances, yeah. I like disassociated on my way to like my tax attorney appointment and then like disassociated on my way to like FedEx to like print out all my like financial documents yeah. and then was like bawling, crying and like, texting with my best friend being like i don't know what to do like i'm truly just like fucked i have no idea like what i like i don't know what i'm gonna do i was just like am i gonna die yeah and then she's like you know you should just get on linkedin (laughs) and so (laughs) then yeah and so now you're on a linkedin place which actually getting on linkedin like did get me a job oh good and it also like weirdly sent out an email to every single one of my contacts inviting them to get on LinkedIn. So then everyone, (laughs) people were like, uh, is this person okay? (laughs) Well, that's what, yeah, that's, I've like been had LinkedIn fear because of that, because of how aggressive it is. No one's okay on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the place you go when it's the end of the line. (laughs) And it's like, when you've reached a link, a place of LinkedIn, things are the darkest they'll ever be. But, but like, it's, like it's kind of now. freeing and great. Yeah, I have no, I have no ego anymore. I have no, I, like, work is work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it took a minute for me to like. Well, I, I was in that place almost. As, I was texting you when I was in my darkest place last month. I was like, I keep thinking that I should kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd reach out and talk to someone, <laughs> which and I appreciate. Like, yeah, no, I appreciated you responding and not being like, "Ugh." Um, <laughs> I'm and, like, do it. Yeah. I'm like, get back in the car. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to Michelle Carter. You, <laughs> can you I'm like, just uh, do it already. God. Like, God do, can't, can you imagine how much people will miss you and how badly they feel? They'll mm-hmm. feel after. Um, yeah, and then I had like family help and stuff like that. But yeah. uh yeah, LinkedIn has been an interesting little journey. I just visit me at LinkedIn.com slash IN slash Graydon Shepherd. Yeah, give Graydon a job if yeah. you're listening to this and God. thinking about who you could give a job to. Yeah. I know there's somebody out there who wants me. There's a lot of people out there who I'm want a delight. You. <laughs> you are a depressing true, delight. A depressing delight <laughs> is the correct What job did you get from LinkedIn? I got a job writing um, 
advertising spots for like an advertising company that was looking for like copywriting for oh, like nice. commercials or yeah. like digital spots. Yeah. So I did a lot of work with them over the next like six months, but yeah. it was a good income supplement and like just felt good to get that response of like someone reaching out and the thing actually worked. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things where whatever you put your energy into is where you're going to get results. So like if you're putting your energy into like sleeping all day and being like a sad sack, that's what, I mean, you're probably going to kill yourself. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) but but like if you're putting energy into like just like pushing forward and being like, I'm not going to think about it. It's going to be okay. Today's a new day whatever yeah then it gets better slowly but surely it gets better that's a great slogan for something i know do you love that i just thought of that off the top of my head (laughs) you should really put that on a shirt or like make a youtube channel out of it (laughs) but yeah life is hard i don't know yeah no but it's a journey (laughs) it really is a journey keep the faith folks What's exciting? <laughs> Let's think about exciting things. No, I have, I've, got, I've had exciting things happen. I have, I'm going to have some movie star guests on my show, on my podcast. Love that. Um, I can't say who yet. I have two lined up, so I'm super excited about that. So there's been success there. So That is success. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's hard exciting. to book guests on a podcast. Yeah. And these one of them reached out and I was like, is a big star, guys. So I'm very excited about that. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah um that so that's exciting what's your exciting thing um uh, i'm going to oklahoma city tony's gonna meet his grandparents yeah he's gonna meet all his cousins who are cats so we'll see how that goes how many how many cats do your parents have my mom mom has three and my dad has six i think oh wow yeah so there are a lot of cats in the shane hall's family always have been always will be (laughs) Do they get more often? Do they kind of cycle as they... Um, My dad's cycle pretty continuously, but then have like the cycle has slowed down. There hasn't been a new batch in a minute. Mm -hmm. But, and my mom, I think, is like on her last cycle after these ones like run their course. Yeah, she's had enough. Yeah, and she might want to, like, get a dog eventually or something like that. But we were always a cat family growing up. Yeah. I mean, like, I've had 33 cats, I think, over the course of my entire life. Yeah. So it's like... That's wild. I've always been a cat person. And then now to be on the other side and be, like, a dog person, Mm -hmm. I feel like my eyes have opened up to a whole new way of being and living. Yeah. (laughs) And I might actually like dogs better than cats. Ooh. Which is wild for me to ever say. Yeah. I'm after I got lady. I think I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> a difficult cat will really turn you off yeah. of cats, but I think a difficult animal will just turn you off of all animals. Yes. Yeah. But I love my little lady. She's just, she's a sweet. Cutie. I've learned to how to coexist with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's very sweet in the morning. Yeah. And that's a hard thing. I feel like you don't necessarily like coexist with a dog. You no. have to be like pretty. There's a relationship. Yeah, yeah. There's they a relationship. They love you and you love them. Mm hmm. Uh, another exciting thing that we were going to talk about was the politician. Yeah, that's actually like a saving grace. Oh my god, it's been amazing. Reasons to live yes. the politician. How I cried so hard when he sang River. Oh yeah, that was beautiful. Is I that his real voice? That. Yes, he's an amazing singer. Okay, wow. Yeah. I, for those of you who don't know what the politician is, I don't know why you're listening to this <laughs> podcast anymore, but I'll tell you. The Politician is a new show on Netflix starring Ben Platt and Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth is amazing. Who is incredible. It's like, I'm glad to see her in this role. Like, she is this woman. Yeah, she really... I didn't know what... It, like, I had no idea really what it was going to be like, the whole show and the tone and everything. Mm-hmm. And she just slipped into that part perfectly. Yeah, because the trailer to it seems way more like kind of upbeat like cutie twee than the show really is i think Mm, and the show seems a little bit like edgier than that yeah but i like a bury the lead to like suck people in by being like one thing but in 
the trailer turned me off like i'll be honest really? i was yeah like i was not gonna watch the hmm. politician hmm. despite the fact that my queen was <laughs> in it i was gonna be a traitor to my own community but then uh, so many people messaged me about it and then i watched two episodes last night and i was like or maybe three and i was oh, like wait this show is incredible finished. okay no good. i haven't finished okay i won't spoil it but it's like very ryan murphy but at the same time i find that I can't watch American Horror Story all the way through because it just goes so far off the rails and loses the plot every single time. Yeah. And this doesn't. It mm-hmm. like is much more cohesive and satisfying and sets up a great season two. So Yeah, I like that. Like I feel the same way about American Horror Story. Like yeah. it's just like too much for me. Yeah. But like I love Versace. Versace was amazing. Yeah. And, and American crime stories are yeah. amazing. Oh yeah, and the OJ one. That's and- the Monica Lewinsky one's coming up. Oh my God, that's fun. That's going to be great. Gonna be, and she's producing on it. I hope he goes really in on the Clintons. Yeah. I'm ready for the tides the to crime fully family. turn. Yeah. yeah <laughs> on those thugs. <laughs> well, well, I think I've talked about Primary Colors before, but if you haven't seen that movie with John Travolta playing Bill Clinton and just how far they will go to keep their power, it's pretty fascinating. I have seen Primary Colors, but it's been so long. Yeah. Maybe need to do like a Travolta retrospective. It's based on a book that somebody wrote. And I don't know if it's like how I think it was somebody who worked on the campaign when he first won, or I guess he only won once. Um, <laughs> and then, it, um, Oh, what was I going to say? They'll just, they were just how r- easily they would ruin people's lives mm-hmm. to maintain their, but that's all politicians, I think. Yeah. But I just think that if you think that Democrats are innocent, they're not. No one's innocent. No. Yeah. Everyone's playing like a really fucked up game. Yeah, for sure. I don't like it. No. It makes me feel icky. I feel like I keep things pretty like non-gamey. Like I'm not like calculatedly trying to take down other people or like throw them under the bus for my own personal gain right and that's well and i don't i i I wish you were like no you actually actually. do and like blew up my spot because i wouldn't i would be like only when you steal things that i say yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but that's what the politician is like it's like these they're not necessarily horrible people it's just how they know how to be and Mm -hmm. that's how you have to be a politician yeah you have to be willing to do kind of awful things in order to try and do what you think is good for the world. Yeah. yeah. You sacrifice like one for the benefit of many. Yeah. Morally, who knows what that means, but wild, wild, uh, but so good. Uh, and he sings again. Good. In the show. And yeah, I need way more singing from him. Yeah. I was shocked. I could not believe that was his voice. And then I was like, where has this person been? Was he on Glee? He, I think he was on Glee, but he also was on Broadway. um, Okay. Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. Play. And he's been in uh, Pitch Perfect, maybe. Or am I thinking of somebody else? Um, Yeah. But he's been around. He's been like out of the closet since he was 12. He's pretty chill. I love that. Yeah. And he's funny. Yeah. I've genuinely lolled at a few things that he said. Yeah. It's hard to get a lol out of me these days. (laughs) Stingy with the lols. The people that make me lol the most are Tony. Oh. Yeah. Dog comedy. Dog comedy. No. Also, I'm watching Mad Men, which is a super depressing show. It's so good, though. That show makes me feel pretty hopeless. Yeah. A little bit. Why? Because it's just like all their lives are so sad. And they're, they're like, very bleak. And also like the misogyny element. Like, I guess I'm going to sound dumb when I say this, but I truly like didn't even realize like how bad like misogyny was. No, that's not dumb. No, I didn't realize either. I only watched it the full thing this year too. And when the girls first, when Peggy first gets there to take the job, it's just like, that's how they treated people and Mm -hmm. i think it really is yeah that's terrifying and like 
like the equal pay and when she like asked to get paid like the same amount as her male counterpart she's yeah. like no we like get just like stop to, like what and then move on but yeah. no even thought i don't know it's just like really shocking and yeah. then i'm like god <sighs> i feel personally oppressed even though i pay myself well i think it relates to everything obviously today still that's yeah why it, that's why it hurts it's very resonant yeah it's a good watch yeah yeah amazing so TV, January Jones is my hero. January Jones is actually a he, a shero. She's fantastic in it, and she's in the politician. Have you? She reached is. That? Yes. No. Oh my god, she's amazing. She's perfectly oh my god. January. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Something to live for. Yeah. Another thing. Let's do reader mail. Okay. I feel like I was a real chatty Kathy. You'd think I'd have the Adderall today. You were chatty. This subject line says a brew in the Hadid. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Lara and guest. I've been a dedicated babe reader for a full year and this podcast has changed my life. I'm now that annoying person who will only recommend it when people ask for a podcast suggestion because everyone deserves to experience the joy and laws you've brought into my life. Anyways, I have a brew store I'd love to share. It's known in my friend group that I am a brewer, aka I have IBS, but do nothing to help myself. Smiley (laughs) face. I travel a lot for work, eat sketch food in various hotels, and drink a lot of black coffee, aka recipes for a brew disaster. I was on location for a job earlier this year, and it was a few days into questionable meats and tap water. We were, ew, I was, I hate a meat and tap water. Yeah, it's disgusting. We were in some sort of desert style terrain, aka the middle of nowhere. I just had my second coffee of the morning, and my IBS came a knocking. A Hadid sister was one of the models on this job, but she hadn't arrived yet, so I decided to use her trailer to take my shit. (laughs) I released my brew, and I'm feeling 10 pounds lighter. I go to flush, and to my horror, realize the toilet is for peeing only, and it doesn't have the water running through it panic oh my god i'm in this tiny coffin-sized toilet pants around my ankles trying to think what the fuck to do when while a massive model is about to arrive at any moment my brain goes into total macgyver mode and i realize there's a plastic bag in the trash can that's not been used yet so i stick it on my hand like i'm about to pick up a dog's shit and scoop up this brew (laughs) with my shit safely in the bag i then needed to dispose of it i hear the main trailer door open the hadid has arrived and i still have my shit in a bag i realize it's now or never I need to escape. So I burst out of the toilet, having wrapped my sweatshirt around the bag of shit and kind of give her a half wave and dart out. There isn't any trash can. So I have to sprint away from the base camp about and just hurl my bag shit into a bush. I'm soaked in sweat from the brew and the adrenaline of the situation, but it's gone. Moral of the story, make sure the toilet's flush before you brew. Hope you enjoyed this brutastrophe. That is incredible. Wow. (laughs) Which Hadid. If it was Bella, I would have ended it all. (laughs) Gigi. She's your fave. Yeah, she's my favorite. Did you see her push that girl off the runway at the Chanel show? Gigi pushed the girl off the favorite of the. Oh, was Gigi? Yeah, she pushed the girl. Okay, I missed it. No, yeah. Yeah. I did not lol at that Chanel hijinks. Yeah. I mean, it's very. I looked at her Instagram and it's very Jerry Lewis-y. She's very like clowny clowny mm-hmm. yeah i like, just like have a real you like she's not my brand of youtuber i guess is she a youtuber too she's a french youtuber oh, okay i only saw her instagram yeah i really got a lot of mileage from that prank really stunt. how many followers does she have now she's like a few hundred thousand i think i think she had that before though she's oh, like a big okay. french youtuber that like crashes things oh it's like borat yeah it's like mm. Yeah. I just didn't, I guess I had just watched it and I was like, that's not even funny. Yeah. But then everyone was like, yes, Gigi, you tell her. And I was like, that's not, that's funny, not funny either. either. <laughs> but I would, isn't funny. if I was that woman, I would, there's a moment where Gigi like sternly apprehends her mm-hmm. and then like five other models slowly walk and like encircle them. And I was like, whoa, that's terrifying. Yeah, that like is. I would actually not want that to happen to me. No. It'd be too much for my soul. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the part I appreciated the most. Yeah. Was like the models closing the gang in. up. Yeah. Yeah. The slow gang up. Like, I also love that the models aren't allowed to like even react to what's going on. So they have to walk and pretend like nothing is happening. Yeah. This like sad fashion show. And the, well, I was th- the saddest part is that that 
comedian got more attention than those any of those models ever will mm-hmm. they'll that never be so as famous as them. and they're like i got i booked chanel and then it's like upstaged by this person yeah i mean whatever i don't really feel bad for anybody but yeah i don't feel bad for a soul in that i feel bad for carl lagerfeld <laughs> oh. who's rolling in his grave yeah. this, this could happen i'm glad that he's dead so he didn't have to see it <laughs> I'm just glad he's dead period oh <laughs> <laughs> a babe abroad. Hi, Lauren, honored guest. So I've been backpacking across South America for the past five weeks and returned back to the United States today. On my final day in Brazil, I found myself walking alone in Rio de Janeiro, my headphones in, blasting babe and not a care in the world. Rio is a beautiful but dangerous city. And as I walked along listening to you discuss how a numerologist advised you to go by three names, I became aware of the fact that I was completely alone walking down the street with my phone, camera, wallet, passport, and several hundred American dollars in my pockets (laughs) and backpack. (laughs) A true babe moment, if there ever was one. The situation went from bad to worse when I noticed a man shuffling up behind me. I turned to face him, headphones still in, and was confronted with the possibly the most massive butcher knife I've ever seen shoved in my direction, and a stern demand in Portuguese to hand over my wallet and phone. Never has someone been so surprised and horrified on a public street since Tinsley ambushed Prince Cassie in Paris. Anyways, I ripped my headphones out of my ears and handed over my phone, with babes still blaring audibly. He weirdly didn't take my backpack, camera, passport, or really anything else of importance, but he did get the greatest gift of all. An introduction to Babe and the LMS podcast empire. <laughs> Thanks for all you do and keep the laws coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Any that. way you can get a fan. Oh. I know. I hope. Well, I'm going to check my analytics and see if I've yeah. gained any Portuguese readers. Brazil, yeah. I hope that this guy does start listening mm-hmm. and then Changes eventually writes in to babepodcast at gmail.com oh, to tell me about the time that he decided to rob the person on the street. Would that would be a full circle moment. Yeah. It would bring the community together. It was then that I realized I was the babe. <laughs> <laughs> I too was a babe. Usually. Lara, my LA queen. Molly's game babe here, jumping back into the fold with some much-needed words of wisdom. (laughs) I just got a job offer for a position in LA, currently living in Seattle, and I need some tips slash thoughts on the best neighborhoods to check out for an LA move. My new offices are in downtown LA, and as much as I'd love to be as close to work as possible, I'm not sure if downtown is quite the vibe I'm going for. Just some quick background info. I'm single looking for a one-bedroom apartment. I've lived sans roommates for the past five years, and there's no going back, TBH. I've been spoiled with a washer, dryer, and unit all my life, so that'd be a hard thing to let go of, although I'm aware it's not an easy thing to come by in LA. I'm looking for a modern slash newer building sitch, but I wouldn't say no to an older building with character if it's in a good area. My max rent budget would be $2,100 a month. I'm thinking maybe East Hollywood or Rampart Village. I might also vibe with Silver Lake Echo Park, but really trying to avoid a hardcore hipster rockabilly scene, which feels (laughs) like it might be the case in those neighborhoods. I heard Koreatown might be a good way to go, too. I'd love any advice you have on these neighborhoods and tips on areas that are true nulls to stay away from. Also, I'm happy to send you a quick Venmo for your troubles. Just let me know what you (laughs) think is reasonable. I'm like $50,000. Yeah. (laughs) As always, appreciate the laws on Babe and Sup. I can't put a price on the enrichment you and your guests bring into my everyday light life love and light um downtown is awful downtown you definitely don't want to live down i don't know they have some newer buildings but i feel like everything's going to be really expensive and then you're kind of stuck to me being in la means like being around a little bit of nature at least and it doesn't make sense to me to live in a tall building financial districty dead soulless part of the city fair it's like you walk around everything the streets are empty after seven Mm -hmm. except for like a couple pockets and it's like a ghost town yeah yeah it's it's a bizarre it's not a fun flirty vibe no it can get real depressing real quick yeah and like skid row and not to be demeaning to people but it's just like can get really yeah yeah it's a whole vibe yeah but you probably do want to be close to like, you don't want your commute to also be a troll. So I would say like you could do 
Silver Lake, Echo Park. Echo Park, I feel like it's going to be better, like more opportunities for like a good place than for, Silver yeah. Lake. Yeah. Um, Silver Lake is not rockabilly anymore. It's getting very gentrified. It now has a sweet green and a Warby Parker store. Yeah. And it's just like basically becoming WeHo 2.0. Mm-hmm. And I don't see a lot of like apartments opening up in that area, even though I like check and I'm looking, but I yeah. don't know have mine (laughs) (laughs) yeah you could move into graydon's apartment i think i have to move soon that could be a good opportunity yeah um yeah i'd say east side yeah east side close to closer to downtown even like miracle mile could be good yeah or like like grove adjacent i feel like there's lots of places that have washer dryers in unit and like character buildings for around like 2100 a month yeah and it's not too bad of a zip along third or beverly to get downtown yeah you would be going in the opposite flow of traffic going that way so at least you'd have that going for you yeah would she yeah it's more traffic if you're trying to go west in the mornings as opposed to east huh okay but I don't know like north south traffic yeah. as well as that. Yeah. Traffic's going to probably troll you either way. Yeah. Um, Rampart Village, I'm not familiar with. Koreatown no, has cool places, but like no street parking. Yeah. I live like south Silver Lake and there's a lot of development happening. There's like a ton of new places going up and it's, I don't know, it's pretty chill. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that so funny? I don't know. Because I was trying to be like you. Yeah. (laughs) Saying pretty chill. Pretty chill. No, just like your delivery of that whole thought. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Go to artdecoapartments.com. I think that 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 has usually a good selection of available places. There's also this like... I don't. I haven't checked them out recently, but the rentalgirl.com is another website where I guess it's just like fun, flirty, fabulous women who are renting apartments out. Like they group them in like different areas. So they have like a woman who covers like the east side, someone who deals with like Hollywood and West Hollywood. And hmm. usually their apartments are like really nice that they list on there. It's like hmm. apartments and houses for rent. That's cool. Um, yeah. I, like, if I were to move from where I am, I wouldn't live in the East End anymore, but I also don't have to work downtown. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Somewhere else that's actually getting cute is Culver City, huh. which might not be as much of a that's troll like if you could just get... Does it end though? Yeah, but it's not like... It's like in the middle. Like it's not totally West. I mean, it's like going to be far, but you could probably get like a really cute spot and then be around a lot of things that you like. And if you are into like the beach, then you're closer to the beach. Yeah. But then all you have to do is like hop on the 10 to get to downtown. It takes me like an hour to get to Culver City from Silver Lake often. Yeah. But downtown's different because it's like, you have to go like diagonally across and downtown and Culver City are like directly connected via that highway. Yeah. So I don't think it's as much of a troll as you'd initially think. Yeah. Even though you probably anyone in LA would hear that and some people would be like you're fucking cruel for saying that this girl should move there but like I honestly think that that could be a good vibe Culver City basically has like a new mall that I'm really into so that's why I'm like a fan it's called the platform and I don't think it's a Westfield property but it has like a Westfield vibe and I'm into it I love a good mall Love an outdoor shopping space Ugh. with like a lot of delicious food and yeah. a soul cycle. Ah, BB Bop. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's all for today. Thank you for being my guest. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> <laughs> we covered a, a variety of variety. delightful topics. I hope we weren't too depressing. No, and if we were, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. Life is like that sometimes. Yeah. Wish me luck. We're now going to go see the Joker. So we're going to get real manic. I think you should like post schedule this post for like, don't edit it, but 
schedule it for tomorrow or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then if we survive you can come back and unschedule it and edit it (laughs) and if we don't this will be our last love letter we love you guys yeah if you don't ever hear from me again i died in the fucking joker (laughs) which is actually i said this on set but i'm like it's a real worry thinking about it all day i'm like i didn't even think about it now i'm am again and i'm freaked out But yeah, we're really rolling the dice with this move. <laughs> but I also like, I feel like maybe we're safe. I don't know. Are don't we safer know. in LA seeing it than in like Oklahoma? I feel like a bit safer in LA at like a nice arc At light. the arc light. <laughs> we got to go. But we're going to do a bonus episode. Okay. So actually, this isn't good, the final goodbye. <laughs> if you want a bonus episode, you can go to patreon.com slash babe podcast and uh that's where you'll find it and if you want to hear another episode of lara and myself go to the criteria podcast the, yeah. the inaugural episode where we talk about the movie clueless mm-hmm. every so week you talk about a movie that, that should I like. that you like that you feel would be your criterion pick yeah it's my i don't even think they need to be in criterion because as you said criterion is a henchman of the patriarchy Mm -hmm. and uh it's just like movies that are often slanted towards more feminine topics that i really like that i think are very artful and masterful you have a great selection thus far too you have she you did she devil devil yeah an iconic movie death becomes her one of the greats yeah um zoolander zoolander what other movies? Can you say what other movies you're going to do in the future? Definitely going to do The House Bunny. Going to do, of course, like Legally Blonde. Um, Scream 3 is coming up next week. Love. Uh, this is Spooktober, so there's going to be lots of spooky movies. It's and- Cocktober. <laughs> Just start doing porn. <laughs> yeah. I love when he double penetrates. Um, and yeah. there's just there's so many the witches the craft there people want to hear practical magic i don't know i have a whole list oh my god practical magic is a good one the movie's bonkers (laughs) bonkers. (laughs) all right well you can get that in the apple store everywhere the criterion on criterion not what's wrong spotify google everywhere it's a great pod thanks for helping me thank you for being you (laughs) Bye. Babe? Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.